Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. We're doing a movie this week. What movie are we doing? It is called The Ugly Truth, starring Katherine Heigl and Gerard Butler. This movie came out in 2009. I remember being very excited about it at the time because I loved Katherine Heigl. I love Gerard Butler. Um, He's Scottish and... Mm. Like, so, like, you know, there's an accent, like, hiding under there somewhere. Right. He's hiding it under the American accent. So we start with our heroine, Abby, played by Katherine Heigl. Um, She's a local TV news producer. You really feel for her because you can tell that she's really good at her job. I mean, she walks in, Mm -hmm. you know, putting out fires everywhere. She's so calm about it, too. She just sits there and lets them go. And there's, like, people, so many people talking at her. And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She, what's the word for it? I, I'm trying to find the words to describe this girl without being disrespectful. <laughs> okay, listen, since you can't say it, I'll say it. Abby is a little neurotic, okay? There's just a little bit of that, yeah. Abby's a little neurotic. You know, she's she's controlling. She's very type A. She, there is an order and a sequence to things, and you should follow the fucking instructions. And like we said, she's really good at her job, but the morning news show that she produces is really at risk of being canceled because of the ratings. On top of the prospect of her career going down the drain, Abby's also online dating. Isn't this kind of the earlier days of online dating, if this is 2009? Yeah, I feel like this would be like the earlier days of online. This is like eHarmony, you know, like eHarmony was like the big thing. So, yeah, so after work, Abby goes on, she goes on a date with a, I would say, yeah, he's kind of a handsome guy. He's kind of handsome, right? He is very handsome. But you know what? He's like the handsome version of Mark Zuckerberg. Like, he looks a little bit like Mark Zuckerberg if Mark Zuckerberg was hot. Okay. I, my brain cannot, I can't make Mark Zuckerberg hot in my head. Uh, No, you can. You need to fill out his face a little bit so he doesn't look like an alien. You need to put a smile on him that doesn't look like he's getting ready to um, suck your soul out of your body. Okay. All right. No, now I see it. I see it. Use your imagination. So Abby's on this date, and right before she leaves to go on the date, her associate producer gives her the guy's mm-hmm. profile that she printed out for her. Because, you know, it's uh, you need you need that information printed out. You know what? Anybody who's online dating should all start printing out the profile because you know what? People lie. And it's <laughs> you want to catch them in those lies, like right up front. Like, excuse me, you said that you enjoyed sushi. And here we are at a sushi restaurant and you just ordered chicken tenders. Yeah. You fucking liar. That's a very good point. I agree. But on this date, the dude is not impressed. He's like, you printed out my profile. Abby also did a background check on him. <laughs> Well, she's saying the quiet part out loud because the truth is that everyone researches the person that they're going to go on a date Mm -hmm. with, or at least most people should. Like you, you try to creep on them, see if you can see anything in their social media. Yeah. But you're not going to be like, oh, here you were last Wednesday at the club with your friends because it's creepy. You're not supposed to say it. Yeah, you're not supposed to say it, but like do your research. Don't blindly go out with somebody. If it sounds like Abby is uptight, Yes, you are correct, but also it's not an unfamiliar trope for like an early 2000s career-driven woman. 
You know, and I really hate that trope. I know. (laughs) To where it's like, oh, yeah, this woman, she likes her career and she wants she's a powerful woman and wants to go far. Therefore, there must be something wrong with her. No, it's like that is what's wrong with her is the fact that she's so ambitious. It's painted as God, she she's never going to find a man to put up with her because she is so crazy competent. Like, it's almost like, do you know how they say that men weaponize incompetency? It's almost like women's competence uh-huh. is weaponized against them. You're too competent. Therefore, you have no use for a man. Right. Therefore, men won't want you. That's bullshit. It is. I call bullshit for sure. Yeah. Anyways. Before this turns into a giant feminist rant, which I can definitely make it into, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're going to keep it rolling. We're going to keep it rolling. Keep going. (laughs) And, you know, I think we can, you know, all assume that it did not go well and there will not be a second date. Nope. Abby gets home. She's winding down. You know, she's drinking a glass of wine, doing her skincare routine in her jammies. The TV in her bedroom is on and the show called The Ugly Truth comes on and it's hosted by a gentleman named Mike Chadway. So Mike Chadway is if you took the trope of asshole, he is Mm -hmm. he is everything underneath. He is every bullet point. He is misogynistic and crude Mm -hmm. and just cringy. He has a cringy personality. It's very over the top. So he's the kind of guy Mm -hmm. that's going to go for the cheap shock factor. Yes. So he's going to say things like up the ass. And I mean, not unlike us, I guess. (laughs) Okay, not unlike us, but we're not doing it in a demeaning way, you know, and he's doing it in a demeaning way. His whole brand is that men think with their penises and women need to do everything they can to be desired by men. That's basically it. Yeah, he goes in and he's talking about how men are simple and women try too hard and all men want is leather lace and blowjobs. Right. Like, how hard is that? Yeah, so she's standing in her bedroom watching this idiot on TV and she is getting pissed off. What better way to try to put a man in his place than to call his live TV show and just read him the riot act, you know, just tell him what you think about him. Yeah, Abby calls in and she's like, you say that men are not capable of love. And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I said. And she's like, well, she starts describing this guy, this perfect guy. And Uh he's like, bullshit, bring that guy in. Like, I'll give you money to bring the guy in. And she's like, well, he's out there somewhere. He's out there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, you just described the perfect woman. Yeah. He's like, you're not even dating this guy? And she's like, no, I'm finding myself. You know, I'm... And he's like, oh, so you're ugly. It's just, it's very embarrassing. But then also, there's no winning for her. No. Like, I understand her thinking she could put him in his place. But when someone Mm -hmm. has no shame and Mm. there's no bottom to how low they will go, you, you can't win. I give her a lot of props because while she was raising her voice and arguing with him, I would have already like researched his entire life before I called his show and been like, that's why your mom didn't love you. I would have like hurt his fucking feelings. He's just he's so toxic. He is everything. You know what? I said he was the embodiment of what asshole, but he's actually the embodiment of toxic masculinity. Oh, for sure. Which is essentially 
taking traits that are just toxic and then presenting them as masculine. So he's like, I am an asshole because I'm a man. I treat women like crap because I'm a man. I can't love or show emotions because I'm a man. And it's like none of those things make a man. And it's it's just so gross. His entire personality is just so gross. Imagine Abby Shock when she gets to work the next day and she's informed that in order to spice up the show a little bit, her boss has brought in none other than Mike Chadway to do a segment to bring in some new fresh viewers. Oh, yeah. Does she go to sleep and just get stuck in a nightmare? Because that's what it feels like. That It sounds like her own personal hell. Yeah. Um, she's like, no, 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 no. We can we can do a intimate profile on the mayor. Mr. The Ugly Truth himself is like, hey, I was eavesdropping. Unless the mayor bangs three crack horse and a German shepherd on air, you're not going to get the ratings that I can get you. He makes me angry. <laughs> like, why do you have to be so cruel? Listen, you don't have to make everything that comes out of your mouth into a crude innuendo, you know? Three crack whores and a German shepherd. Come on. No, it, he he does it all for shock value. That's all it is. He's coming in as a guest host. And Abby's like, uh-huh. are you kidding me? You hired him already? Yeah, like she wasn't even consulted. She's not being consulted right now. She's being told. So she is essentially this guy's boss, right? Because she is the producer Mm -hmm. of the show that he's about to to guest host. And I honestly don't know why Mike wants to be on a morning show. Like it doesn't seem to fit his brand because he has a late night show, which is more on par with like the type of stuff he talks about. So Abby is obviously like livid right now. And Mike's getting ready to go on. So the two married anchors... Mike, he dissects their marriage. True to his self, Mike is, um, he's super crude about it. Well, he makes it all about sex. And this is live. This is a live morning Mm -hmm. news show. I'm not going to lie. I would tune in to watch this. I I would too. (laughs) Your local news host, like airing out their dirty laundry. (laughs) I am am in. Yeah. And he's like, you guys probably haven't had sex in months. He's like, do you want to know why? Because you were brought on at twice his salary. You have economically, you know, emasculated him. Um, He can't get an erection because you have overshadowed his ego. And like, no, that's bullshit. Just because your wife makes more money than you do. It's toxic messaging. It's gross. And it's so funny how, first of all, they're allowing it to happen. Because Abby tries to cut to commercial and the people in the producer room tell her like, we can't. We were told to keep keep rolling. Yeah, keep rolling no matter what. Yeah, the boss wanted this to happen. It is so embarrassing, but I guess like towards the end of the argument, the news hosts end up making out. <laughs> they end up making out and then the husband throws the wife over the shoulder and they leave and it's just what the hell is going on? It's so weird. Could you imagine <laughs> seeing this going down live? It has to be like 7 a.m. You know, it's like... You just wanted to know the weather and the traffic report and instead <laughs> you're getting this. Like, but wait, are schools closed today? Like, what is happening? <laughs> Can we know the election results now? Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> Who's our new mayor? Like, what is going on? I can just imagine this is like wild for everybody involved. It's just wild. Poor Abby. To her, it's embarrassing. It's a disaster. She's the producer, you know? Yeah. Her boss finds her 
in the closet of her office, just like on the ground. She's so devastated. I know she's just like laying down in the dark closet with the door shut. That would have been my spot, too, if I had to have a breakdown. You know what? Workplaces should start providing breakdown closets. I think all offices, like if you have your own office, they should all be equipped with a closet. So if you just need to break down for a minute, just please do it in your closet. Yeah. Don't make sure nobody else sees you. We can't have that kind of morale. Well, it might be too much for everyone to have their own closet, but there could be like a communal breakdown closet and then you just schedule it. Like I'd like to have my breakdown today between 12.15 and (laughs) 12.45. Does that work with you, Tom? Are you? Oh, you're having your breakdown at... 12 30 okay no that overlaps or like you guys can have like team breakdown meetings oh my God. where it's like i would like to have a breakdown today because it's the fourth year in a row i didn't get a raise <laughs> same um can i join you for your closet time Oh, my God, Courtney, I just had this vision of team breakdown meetings. Like, imagine everyone's in a meeting and they all just start crying about everything that's going (laughs) wrong. Like, they're just like, this project is a disaster. Everyone let it out. And it's just a bunch of people like crying and sobbing and throwing things. Like, imagine how good you would feel after that. Yeah, like here, you know what? Here's one shot for everybody. Please keep it to just one because this is a professional environment. Yeah, don't get crazy. So she's on the floor of the closet and her director and associate producer come in and he's like, Abby, great news. The ratings are through the roof. You know, our show's probably going to be saved. You know, this is great. And she's like, what? He's like, she's like, people watched that. She's she's like, people liked it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, okay. And then like he leaves. He's all excited. And then she just gets up and shuts the door and goes back to laying on the floor she goes back to the floor oh my gosh i mean i guess it's bittersweet because you know she gets to keep her job and keep her show but uh, it's not what she wants really you know what and i get that the show is saved but i had to compromise like my integrity to do it yeah she's you know obviously not having a great day She goes home. Then her cat slips out the window and she's like, no, come back. And it climbs like up a tree. Just doing what cats do, you know, Mm -hmm. just doing what cats do. Getting stuck in trees. Just climbing up the tree. So she has to climb up the tree after her cat and grabs it. And then she's kind of like, ah, crap. Like, how am I going to get down? And she looks over and she has a clear view of her new neighbor who is, what is he doing? Getting out of the shower? Yeah, like he just got out of the shower. He has like a towel wrapped around his waist. He's a really good looking guy. He is really good looking. But also, whose shower is like that? And like the townhouse setup they have, their townhouses face other townhouses. And there's like a courtyard in between them. Right. Like, why are you just out here bare ass butt cheeked with your window wide open? Yeah. I mean, in his defense, he just moved there. So he didn't have any curtains. Okay. Okay. She's being a peeping Tom right now. She is. She's being a little creep. (laughs) Then the branch breaks. She ends up like hanging upside down on the tree. Uh Uh-huh. Her dress is all up. You can see her panties. Yeah. And she's like stuck in the tree by like her ankle. And he hears her scream and sees her fall. Right. And runs after to like help her. As she's like flailing, she whips his towel off and just gets a face full of dick. It's she gets the whole. I mean, it's quite a meet cute. Let's just say that. You know what it is. 
they gather themselves and he helps her down mm-hmm. from the tree and he has to help her back to her place because her ankle is mm-hmm. hurt. He starts treating it because he's an orthopedic surgeon. It's kind of that thing where people in movies that have everyday jobs, like usually someone that good looking is doesn't have an everyday job because they know that they can do other things. <laughs> yeah. And also, I've never met an orthopedic surgeon that nice. Really? Like, They're all assholes. <laughs> I mean, not like total assholes, but do I think that if one of the orthopedic surgeons I worked with saw me hanging by my ankle from a tree, do I think they would run out to help me? No. I think they would take their leisurely time, get dressed, eat dinner, (laughs) and then eventually come and help me. And when I'm like, oh, my God, my ankle hurts, they would be like, you need to make an appointment tomorrow. Yeah, take an aspirin. Listen, I get my own problems. (laughs) Yeah, like, um, first of all, this is after hours. Anyways. Moving on. Well, this guy, you know, so he helps treat her ankle. and He's like, it's fine. It's just a little bruise. You're going to be fine. And then he Mm -hmm. says, I'm going to give you my direct number. So if you need anything, you can call me. Abby gets to work the next day. She's in a fantastic mood. Mm. She just met the perfect man last night. Well, it's such a cliche. It's like, oh, wow. At the first whiff of, of Dick, she's okay. She's doing better. She didn't even touch it. She just she just looked at it. She had a good glance and that's all she needed. The promise of Dick is there. The promise of Dick is there. But honestly, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Dick can't hear all my problems. You're not sure about that, though. I like not 100 percent, but I'm like sure enough to <laughs> I will run a control study and yeah. then I'll let you know. OK, all okay, right? okay. for science, for science, for, for science. OK. But she, Abby's in a fantastic mood. And, you know, she's like, Mike, this is the way we're going to do things on the show today. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Mike knows that he's there to save a sinking show. So when Abby tries to assert I herself know. as the boss, he's like, yeah, nice try, cutie pie. But I have the, all the power here. He goes on to do his segment and he's trying to prove the differences between what women want and what men want. And he takes it to like a whole new level by bringing in two women wrestling in a pool full of jello. Again, this is a morning Ugh. news show. It's just the lowest level of it's what's the word? It's debauchery. So, yeah, it is like the lowest level of like debauchery. Like if Mike went all Wolf of Wall Street style and started doing line to coke off of these girls ass cheeks, I honestly wouldn't be shocked. But yeah, what's crazy is that Abby has kind of given up here. You know, Uh Uh, she wasn't expecting this, but she tells Mike in his earpiece, she's like, you know what? Lick the jello off her finger, like off of one of the girl's fingers. And he doesn't. And like you can just tell that she's like, huh. I went to college and I worked for years for women fighting in a pool full of jello. That's, I know. This is the achievement all of my hard work has sort of culminated into. You could see that he doesn't understand why she's upset because I think to him, he's like, I'm doing a great job. The people want yeah. crazy. The people want shocking. Like he's patting himself on the back and she's just like, you are ruining our morning news show. Yeah. And I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah. But also like kind of neither is he because they needed ratings and he's doing the job of getting ratings. Listen, he understood the assignment. He was sent there to raise the ratings and he's mm-hmm. doing exactly that. But they're arguing. They obviously don't see eye to eye. They're not getting along. 
They're arguing and he follows her into her office. He says something about her dating or that's why she's single. And she's like, well, you know what? I met a man last night and he's perfect. Yeah. And Mike's like, oh, ho, ho, tell me more. Um, She's like, he likes cats and he's a surgeon. He's a doctor. Yeah. And he's like, so when are you guys going out? She tells him. Well, we we're not, you know, we don't we don't have everything set up. We're taking it slow. He's like, oh, so he didn't ask you out. Yeah, she immediately picks up the phone, calls the do- the number that the doctor gave her. Uh huh. When she calls, I thought he gave her his cell phone or his. He gave her the office phone. <laughs> like when she calls, it's his office line. Yeah, well, like he gave her her his business card. But still, like, why didn't he give her his cell phone number? This is 2009. But that and that's what I mean. So these were the vibes that I got because she calls the number. And when he answers, he you could see the doctor. What's his name? Colin. We'll just call him Dr. Boyfriend or Dr. Neighbor, Dr. Neighbor. You could see that he's at work and he's busy and he doesn't uh-huh. look like super interested and talking yeah, he to doesn't her. seem excited to hear from her. Yeah. He's like, how's your ankle? And there's like nurses moving around him. And he just seems like he doesn't understand. You know, she's like, I was wondering if you wanted to go to dinner with me on Friday night. He starts hesitating like, oh, uh, I don't know. I'm on call. And she's like, well, would Saturday work better? Just very quickly, just sounding very desperate. You know what he says? He says, you know, I'm settling in. I just moved. Yeah. Oh, he is trying. It does definitely seem like he's trying to blow her off. And Mike is there. Mike is listening in on this whole phone call and he just hangs up. He hangs up the phone. He's like, this guy's trying to blow you off. It's embarrassing. And I agree. It was embarrassing. And he's like, don't worry, he'll call back. And just like he said, the the line starts ringing. Yeah, Dr. Neighbor calls back and Mike is still in her office. So Mike coaches her through the rest of the conversation Out of this, a deal is made between Mike and Abby. He tells her, hey, listen, if you follow what I say and you get this guy, you have to quit giving me shit. Right. And she's like, "Okay, you're that confident. And he's like, yeah. She's like, what do I get if it doesn't work out? He's like, I'll quit. It's kind of a win-win for Abby because she could see that the advice Mike was giving her, it seemed to be working. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, all right, let's try this. But also... It would work out in her favor if she didn't end up with a doctor and Mike had to quit. You're right. It is a win-win. She's getting something she wants either way. We get a cute little shopping montage of Mike and Abby. He takes her out shopping to sort of skankify her. Mike goes over these rules. Number one, never criticize a man. Number two, always laugh at everything they say. And he says, number three... You have to be visual. You have to change your appearances because right now, uh-huh. right now you're all comfort and efficiency. And I'm like, excuse me, sir. Uh, what is <laughs> wrong with me. that? <laughs> do you realize that like without comfort and efficiency, I have to do more laundry? Well, and then also women have to run from predators more than men do. Uh-huh. So I think it's in our best interest to be dressed comfortable in a way that, that is conducive to running for our lives, which we might have right? to do at any given point. Yeah. And number four, don't talk about your problems because men don't give a shit. It's so fucked up. <laughs> it's so fucked up. 
And basically, he's telling her, like, you need to be a happy little doll with your tits out. Smiling, making his day better. Men don't give a shit about your feelings. Well, what's interesting is that you could tell that Abby is starting to buy into all this shit. Like, she doesn't like it, but she's starting. She's desperate enough to buy into it. She is at this point. She's like, "Mm, maybe, maybe. Dr. Neighbor ends up inviting her to a baseball game. Which, can I say, I think that's a really great first date. Yeah. One, it's really low-key, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of opportunity for conversation in a baseball game because, yeah. like, there's a lot of downtime. You can talk a lot, and it goes for a long time, but you also have something you're watching, so it's not awkward. Yeah, and it's also, it's extremely public, so if you needed to make, yes. like, a getaway, you could. There you go. It would be very easy to like lose yourself amongst a crowd and just slip away. Yeah, it's public. There's food. It's outside. I really like that for a date. You get to dress super comfortable. You know what? You you sold me. I think it's a great. It's the perfect first date. <laughs> Mike is there. Mike is at the baseball game, too. He's doing like undercover date assistant. Abby's all mic'd up with Mike on the other side. Um, She has an earpiece in. He has an earpiece in that they use for the show. Yeah. He's coaching her through the date. Yeah. There's the classic mix-up of Mike talking to somebody on his end and Abby thinking she's supposed to repeat it. Right. Classic. She makes a complete and utter fool out of herself. And then she spills beer all over Dr. Neighbor's pants. Oh, yeah. And she proceeds to vigorously swipe, like windshield motion swiping on his pants. And it looks like she's just giving him a very, very enthusiastic candy. And of course, the kiss cam finds them. They put it on the big screen. (laughs) The players stop to watch. It's so embarrassing. I would leave. The date would be over right then and there. I would get up and leave. I would move. People have seen my face. (laughs) I'm starting to realize a very common trope in these rom-coms is that the woman is accidentally sexual. Oh my gosh, look at me. It looks like I'm giving him a hand job, but I'm just wiping away the beer. I'm so sexual accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of a situation where I've ever been accidentally sexual. Literally never has happened to me ever in the history of time. So the date with the doctor, I think it's a disaster, but somehow this guy is enamored. He's still he's still into it. He's still into her. He drops her off and they kiss and he tells her, like, I'm used to women that I can figure out right away and I can't figure you out. And I'm like, it's because she is like three people in one. And one of the yeah. and one of those people <laughs> is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they have a cute little good night. You know, he kisses her and she's all giddy and happy. She is so excited. She says mm-hmm. to Mike, she's like, he fits all 10 criteria on my checklist. So she's going to marry this doctor guy. Like this doctor guy, yeah. is, he's end game for her. The next day, Abby asked Mike, how long should I wait to sleep with him? He's like, well, the longer you wait, you know, the longer you're going to keep him on the hook. Plus, he's like, it's going to take you a while to warm up. I'm sure it's been a while since you've, you know, had sex. She's like kind of taken aback. She's like, no, it hasn't been that long been 11 months (laughs) he also asked her he's like do you you know pleasure yourself and she's like no 
And he's like, you got to do that. He doesn't just say pleasure yourself. He's like, flick the bean. How often do you flick the bean? And she's like, I don't. Never. Yeah. So what is it? A couple couple days later? You know, a couple days later, Abby, you know, is getting ready for a date with Dr. Neighbor. And she opens her door to casually find this black bag that was left for her. The present is uh, vibrating panties. And uh, there's a note from Mike. Yeah, that's like, you know, got to dust off them cobwebs. He uh, he got her some vibrating panties. They have a remote control. And she's mm-hmm. just kind of like, she scoffs and she just kind of throws the bag aside. She's like, oh my God, that's such a Mike thing to do, to send me a sex toy. <laughs> classic Mike. She is classic his, Mike. She is his boss. And he's like, hey boss, like rub one out, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she gets a text from Dr. Neighbor. That says running late. Yeah. So now she has some time to spare. Yeah, she has some time to kill. She's uh-huh. she's standing in her apartment by herself. She looks around and she's like, you know what? I'm going to try these panties on. I'm going to try these panties on. So she puts them on. No sooner does she get them on. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock at the door. And it's Mike and her boss, the director of the show. He's like, yeah, didn't you get my email? We're having dinner with the executives tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, first of all, no, I did not get your email. Second of all, I can't go. I have a date. And her boss just says, good, we'll pick him up on the way. Yeah, let's bring him. Just have him tag along to this work dinner. Yeah, so Mike and Abby's boss hijack Abby's date. Yeah. It's an awkward car ride because it's all four oh, yeah. of them and Abby and doctor, hot doctor guy. They're sitting in the back seat. They get to the restaurant Abby accidentally kicks over her purse that has the remote to her panties in it. A little kid picks it up. Yeah, like a fucking nine-year-old just picks it up like, ooh, what's this? They're at this dinner with the network executives, and it's an important meeting. This little kid has the remote. Well, he does what all kids would do, which is he starts messing with it Mm -hmm. and accidentally turns on the vibrating panties. Yeah, and she's, like, squirming. And she, like, looks under the table for her purse, and Mike is like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And she's like, I'm looking for the remote to the panties. He's like, oh, shit, you're wearing them? Yeah, he's he thinks it's hilarious. He thinks it's so funny. He's like, no way, mm-hmm. you're wearing them right now. She's obviously uncomfortable. <laughs> she's so uncomfortable. She's trying to play it cool, and at one point she says, the ceviche is delicious, but she doesn't say it like that. She says it with a long mo and her fist banging on the table to the (laughs) point where like the other girl at the table is like what's in that ceviche like she's like I want some of that (laughs) yeah at this point Mike sees who has the remote and he's like you know what let's see how this plays out he sees the remote in the little kid's hands and he does nothing about it because he thinks it's funny yeah dude the doctor he checks his phone he checks for his phone because <laughs> he can hear buzzing there's like a very distinct buzzing sound coming from mm-hmm. somewhere on their side of the table it is so so uncomfortable <laughs> it's so uncomfortable and then Abby's boss asks her to explain some of the ideas that they have for like upcoming segment with Mike. Abby is going through something right now, yeah. okay? She's having an experience. Right? And she's like, Mike, you know what? Why don't you explain it? He's like, no, I love the way you're explaining it. He's such an asshole. You know, like her knees give out at this point. So she sits down and her <laughs> it's like her toes are curling under the table. And she's still talking. She's in the middle of a conversation. Or she is still powering through this conversation. 
you know, until she finally like bangs her fist and screams about like ratings. And (laughs) (laughs) and then she's like, so, yeah, I'm going to go use the bathroom. I will be back. Oh, my God. Somehow everyone kind of moves on from this. Everyone brushes this event off. Even the doctor who just kind of goes, wow, she's very passionate about, you know, her Her job, her job. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah, she's really passionate. Cool, 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 cool. Dude, the red flags that this doctor is ignoring, they are astronomical. Insane. Mike goes over and he grabs the remote from the kid like, hey, buddy, that's my toy. Yeah. And he gives it back to Abby. She's like, you knew he had it the whole time. And she's he's like, well, not the whole time, but like (laughs) most of the time towards the end. Yeah. He's like, you know what? It would have been rude for me to let you to like not let you finish, you know. And so Abby leaves with Dr. Neighbor. And this is the scene where you can tell that Mike may be catching some feelings. Yeah, you're right. Abby, you could see in his expression that he is getting a little bit jelly, a little bit jelly. We get a very quick montage of Abby going on dates with the doctor. Mm -hmm. And so their their romance is progressing. But you can kind of tell that she's faking a lot of it. She's not being herself. You can see where she has to, like, physically restrain herself from doing things. Like, he hands her, like, a cracker. She goes to take it, and he wants to feed it to her. And you, she is not into it. She's just like, okay. Uh. She is not being herself. She is being the person that Mike told her guys want. Other than her obviously pretending to be somebody completely different, it's going great with Dr. Yeah. Neighbor. Just While her romance with that guy is blossoming, she's also kind of becoming close friends with Mike. Like, they're out to dinner brainstorming show mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm just like, why are you guys out to dinner? I don't get it unless you're friends. Yeah, like, they're hanging out. They're talking. And Mike's like, so have you slept with them? You slept with them, didn't you? She's like, no, we're saving that for this weekend. He's taking me to Lake Tahoe. That's where you do it. You do the sex yeah. at the Lake Tahoe. Yeah, I guess I had to go to Lake Tahoe. Now I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been giving it away at any old little rink-a-dink township. <laughs> I've, I've, you know what? My husband's been getting it for more years than I will say on here. But <laughs> like, in case my parents listen, they don't need to know. Yeah, my husband's been getting it for years, and I've never been to Lake Tahoe. <laughs> step it up, step it up. Anyways, anyways, moving on. Despite Abby's plans for the weekend, she gets a call from her director informing her that Mike was offered a position in San Francisco. He got offered an appearance on The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, and that's his interview. So this is a big deal, a very big deal for Mike. Mm -hmm. Her boss is like, you have to go there. Let him do the interview because that's going to be good PR for us. But you need to convince him to sign a contract to stay with us. So he sends Abby to babysit and she has to cancel her plans and she doesn't get to go to Lake Tahoe. Oh, so Mike's interview on the late night talk show, he goes on and he tries to do his normal like his normal thing of just being crude. And the interviewer and this is rare for late night TV because late night TV is usually just for entertainment. Uh The interviewer goes straight for the throat and he's like, wow, what's the name of the woman who broke your heart? She must have been a real doozy. After the interview, Abby and Mike are at dinner. Abby's like, listen, Mike, I know about the offer from CBS. And he's like, well, you don't need to worry about it. I turned it down. Abby asks Mike, so who was the girl that broke your heart? And he sidesteps the question with like, it wasn't just 
one girl in particular. It's just the idea of the girl who's fake, who, Mm -hmm. you know, pretends to be something she's not, who pretends to like you. So, you know what? I have a feeling that if we look deeper into Mike's backstory, he was probably a chubby and or nerdy teenager. Yes. And he was just rejected and Mm -hmm. used and... He he does not like women. I mean, that's ultimately uh-uh. where misogyny comes from. These men act like they're big players and really they don't even want women. They don't like women at all. And then he's like, listen, quipping such a downer. I just got this interview. I nailed it. Yeah. So you know what? Get up and dance with me. She's like, oh, I can't dance like that. He's like, sure you can. Let's Dude, go. Let me show you how to move those hips. It's a really cute dance. Sparks are flying. It's like very it's, intimate. It's hot. It is sensual. Yeah. They're pressed up against each other. He's twirling her around and catching her. They're sweaty. Like the beat of the music. Mm-hmm. Like she has like hair stuck to her face. Like his hands are all up on her hips. They almost kiss. There's a moment where like their lips are like centimeters apart. Mm-hmm. And they're breathing heavily. And they're making eye contact. Yep. Abby says, we have an early flight. We should go. They go back to the hotel. They get in the elevator. Mm-hmm. And you know it's going down, girl. You can't put two horny people in an elevator. And can't do it. There's something about the elevator that just makes you want to rip each other's clothes off. (laughs) It's a hot kiss. It's a very hot kiss. It's clumsy, but it's passionate. It's just one of those like carnal heated kisses where like there's just limbs and lips sort of flying everywhere. Okay, I don't know if the limbs were flying. (laughs) Courtney, that's quite a visual. I just pictured two, like, octopus hands. Like, four pairs. (laughs) Okay, no, like, he has her, like, around the waist and her arms and hands are just all up in his hair and his neck and his shoulders. Yes. It is is clumsy and just heated. Yeah. He gets off the elevator before she does and he leaves. Mm -hmm. And then she stumbles to her room. Uh huh. She stumbles to her room and she sits on the couch and she's like, what the hell was that? And why did I like it? You liked it. And then there's a knock on the door and she's like, oh, my God, it's Mike. It's happening. And so she like kind of fluffs her hair and straightens her dress and goes to the door and she's excited and she opens it and it's fucking doctor neighbor. <laughs> you know what? I'm not that mad at it because that guy is hot, dude. I think he's he's hotter than Mike, if we're honest. If you're honest, if I'm honest, like, no, I it's Mike all the way. Like, I I find Mike more attractive. You're you're going back into your toxic trait of liking tall, skinny white boys. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so true. I just can't quit them. Um, So he says, I came to you because you couldn't go on our trip. So he's he's doing a romantic gesture Okay, no, he wants to get laid because he says, I was just so excited about all the things we were going to do in Lake Tahoe that I couldn't wait. Yeah, I, I think you're right. He just wanted he just wanted he sex. just wanted to get laid. Yeah. Um, but you know what? He was willing to fly to God knows where to get laid. So that's true. Unbeknownst to her, Mike is coming up to her room and he's out in the hallway and he's kind of muttering to himself. He's working up the courage to knock on her hotel room door. And when he finally knocks on the door. Who opens it? It's Colin. 
Uh, it's Dr. Neighbor. And you could just see Mike is devastated. Because he just gave himself this pep talk with like, come on, man, you can do it. You like her. Just go up there and tell her. He makes up some excuse. He says, oh, hey, Abby, I was just going to tell you that our flight was delayed. And then he walks off awkwardly. And Abby runs after him. And she's like super apologetic. Uh-huh. Like she says, oh, I didn't know he was coming. He just surprised me. And Mike says, how convenient. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, she had a boyfriend when you kissed her. Like, what? I don't understand why you're upset. Right. And then she even goes so far as to say, should I tell Colin to go? Dr. Neighbor. Yeah. Should I tell him to go? Right. So she's basically telling him, you have a shot. I can tell this guy to go. Mm-hmm. But Mike, his ego, like he can't see past his ego. And his ego just got wounded. Yeah. He says no yeah he's like he basically tells her like not good you were just available and i was a little horny that's it oh classic mike oh you why you always lying (laughs) why you always lying yeah so um liar liar pants on fire hangs his head tucks his tail between his legs and goes back to his room and our girl abby does the same her doctor boyfriend is in the room just he's ready to get laid he's like okay we're doing this yeah, here's some champagne. Get her boozed up. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. She asks him a very simple question. She's like, why do you like me? He basically describes the woman that she's been pretending to be. He's like, I love that you don't try to control everything. Yeah, he all the things that she changed about herself per Mike's instructions are the only reasons Dr. Boyfriend likes her. So she tells him, like, you don't know me. I'm, I am none of those things. I'm actually... I'm actually crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I've been pretending to be this fake person. It's not me. Yeah. Um, and she kind of sends him on his way. Oh, goodness. So Abby breaks up with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next day she goes to work and she gets some more bad news. She gets to work and her boss is like, what the hell did you do to Mike? He quit today. Uh, he took an offer at a local affiliate station. What a coward, dude. It's not like she rejected him. His ego, I just can't with it. He's just tripping all over himself. Essentially, her meal ticket just left. You know, the guy getting them ratings just left. So she's stressed about that. And her boss is like, here are all of the Mike Chadway replacement options. She has to go interview a bunch of new assholes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, A whole bunch of new fuckboys who want their limelight. They settle for a dude. Um, about a week later, they are at the Balloon Festival. It's a hot air balloon festival. I think hot air balloons are super fucking neat. They're very pretty. I don't think I would ever get on one. Oh, no, no. That's how you die. Uh, I would never get on one. Yeah. But they're really neat to look at. Abby is there covering it, covering this festival with her station and her new mic replacement. And then Mike is there covering it with his new station. Uh-huh. The new fuckboy that the Ugly Truth hired is giving off of some hella rapey vibes. Oh, yeah. I mean, what does he say? No doesn't mean no. <laughs> he's live. Yeah. He is live on air. Yes. And he's like me, who has personally had sex with over 137 women. <sighs> he's like, you know, they want me to tell you how men are full of hot air. But I'm here to tell you that no doesn't mean no. It means try harder and barely conscious counts. And it's like, oh, no, that was that was a hard no. And Abby literally pulls this guy off of the hot air balloon. Like she like it's on the ground, obviously. And she just pulls him out of it and she starts airing out kind of her feelings about guys. 
see, I don't think it even mattered if they were in the air or not. She still would have thrown him off. She would have yeeted that guy right off. She would have murdered him on live television, just chucked him overboard. <laughs> but like, uh-oh. But yeah, she gets on and she starts airing out her feelings for Mike. And she sort of starts airing out their dirty laundry, you know? Like, if you weren't such a coward... The word coward was a trigger for Mike, who is next to another hot air balloon yeah. in the same vicinity watching her on TV. She doesn't call him out by name. She kind of speaks about this elusive man as though he's a metaphor for all men. Mike knows that she's talking about him. Mike is like super triggered. <laughs> he is super triggered. He's really emotional. Do you know what's interesting? I feel like the people mm-hmm. that are very offensive and they they try openly to be offensive, they are the most triggered. They are the ones that are constantly triggered. Oh, for sure. They act like they don't care that they're triggering others when really it's just a defense mechanism because they're constantly triggered. Oh, yeah. Mike's like, oh, hell no. So he jumps up and he just takes off running towards Abby. Yeah. Then he hops in the basket with her. They're just arguing. He's like, you know what? He's like, you can't sit here and say all of that stuff when you know nothing about men actually want. Like they're they're just arguing. They're going back and forth. The hot air balloon conductor or whatever he's called. There's like a person navigating this hot air balloon. Uh He turns it on and it starts going into the air. But there's a camera on board of the balloon and the news station switches to it. Yeah, the the director, no, the associate producer, Abby's like assistant. She's like, keep it rolling. <laughs> Abby and Mike are on this hot air balloon and they're having this argument on live television, which is being mm-hmm. aired. They're like two feet from each other and then three feet from this random stranger who is navigating the, the hot air balloon. And a camera is recording it all to live television. But it's just so close. Like, I want you to imagine right now that there is a stranger three feet from you. That is too close. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're still arguing. And he was like, if that was true, I wouldn't be in love with a psycho like you. And he says, you're the definition of neurotic. And she's like, actually, the definition of neurotic is da 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 And she starts listing off the definition. He's like, are you serious? You're explaining the word neurotic to me when I just told you I'm in love with you. And then she keeps arguing with him. And he's like, uh-huh. did you not hear me? And she goes, you're in love with me? <laughs> yeah, like she didn't hear it. I did, no comprendo for a second. And she's like, wait a minute, like me? She says, you're in love with me? Why? And he says, beats the shit out of me, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't Same. even know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't describe it. Yeah, they kiss. Uh-huh. It immediately cuts to a sex scene. <laughs> it does. It will. It it immediately cuts to, like, a fade to black sex scene. So you don't really see it. And then the lights turn on. But that's not fade to black, though. Because there you'd see some stuff. You see some shadows. And you just hear her screaming, oh, Mike. You're God. You're amazing. She's screaming out all these things. Yeah. Then she turns, the, the lights turn on. And he's like, were you just faking it? Or was that real? And she's like, you'll never know. And that's, literally, that's the end of the movie. That's the end. That's it. I It just really brought me back to how all these rom-coms would just end almost right after the first kiss. Uh-huh. It would be their first kiss and that was the end. I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. I need more. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but you know what else I was thinking? This is not a happily ever after. These two are not going to make it because he is a misogynist. He hates women. And at a certain point, 
it's just going to fall apart. They're going to be in the honeymoon stage for a little while. Then they're going to start kind of bickering a little bit. They're going to move in together. Mm. Um, and then they're going to start really hating each other. Then they're going to go to therapy. Things are going to get a little bit better. And then they're just going to desperately cling on to that for a little while. And then they're going to break up. That's really all we got for you. You're welcome for your weekly dose of dopamine. <laughs> it is for us. Like getting together it, yeah. and talking and laughing is so much fun. We've actually started recording episodes um, for things that we decided not to proceed with just for the sake <laughs> Yeah. Of our weekly dose of dopamine because we yeah. need it. We're like, we need weekly, even if we hated a book and we ended up not doing an episode on it, we still got uh-huh. together and talked about it and laughed. Yeah. But yeah, the teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is brewing it on the way. We'll be back next week with something just as exciting. Yes, it's going to be exciting. I don't know what Excite. it is. Excite. Mucho excites. Mucho <laughs> excites. I was going to say excited, and then I was going to change it to exciting, and I just said excites. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's that's different. You you rode with it. Um, check out our show notes. Uh, it has a link to our website on there, and you can reach us if you'd like, if you have any suggestions for what you want us to talk about. Yeah, next week is actually a suggestion that was made by somebody. So we're excited to be doing that. Please leave a review if you can. It's, it really, really helps. You know, we're a new podcast. We're trying to get the word out and mm-hmm. reviews and you guys sending it to your friends. It really, really helps spread the word so that we can keep doing this for many, 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 many moons. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.